This is the Howell Creek Radio address for Saturday, April 7th, 2012. I'm Joel Duick. Trixie and I are planning several trips this year. We're planning a return drive to Niagara Falls, so that's an East Coast trip. We're planning a visit to Vancouver to visit Jacques and Pepper, and possibly, hopefully, several others, so that's a West Coast trip. A cousin is getting married in Arizona, so that's a long drive south, with hopefully a stop by the Grand Canyon thrown in to boot, as it were. And, of course, there's still the north shore of Lake Superior, the closest and therefore, to me, almost the most tantalizing destination of them all. That will hopefully be next weekend or not long after. If anyone has any tips for editing a podcast on the road, I'll be obliged. Maybe I'll title them after the Four Winds or something similarly poetic. We are eager to be on the road again. We now have a comparatively quiet and fuel-efficient ride, one in which you can actually hear the stereo, and we've stocked up on several extremely long and emotionally involving audiobooks. Les Miserables, Tinker, Taylor, Soldier, Spy, The Pickwick Papers, and Master and Commander. For yet a little while longer, though, we remain on the old homestead, snacking and working and doing our best to stay ahead of entropy. The brush was indeed removed from the lilacs last weekend, but now it sits mostly in a pile in the yard. I can get rid of some of it by breaking it down and fitting it in compost bins for pickup. But for the larger stuff, I'm praying that it will soon disappear inexplicably. And thanks to the nearby presence of the Burlington Northern Santa Fe Railroad, I'm confident this prayer will soon be miraculously answered. told Trixie that I don't think this will be the year of the bees. I'm keen to start a suburban apiary, and although realistically it won't happen this year, I still indulge myself by watching beekeeping videos online and sneaking peeks at city ordinances to figure out the legal requirements. One of these requirements appears to be the need to get the written consent of all your neighbors within a hundred feet. I'm hoping I don't have to promise away too much of my as-yet-unharvested honey in order to get this consent and that people will be reasonable. Perhaps this will be the year we establish diplomatic relations with neighboring countries in order to lay the groundwork for beekeeping negotiations. Hello, I'm your neighbor from across the street, I'll say eventually, and my wife and I will be driving all over the country for the next week or so. Would you mind watching our bees while we're away? Thank <laughs> you.
Tuft of Flowers by Robert Frost I went to turn the grass once after one who mowed it in the dew before the sun. The dew was gone that made his blade so keen before I came to view the leveled scene. I looked for him behind an aisle of trees. I listened for his whetstone on the breeze. But he had gone his way, the grass all mown, and I must be, as he had been, alone. As all must be, I said within my heart, whether they work together or apart. But as I said it, swift there passed me by on noiseless wing a bewildered butterfly, seeking with memories grown dim or night some resting flower of yesterday's delight. At once I marked his flight go round and round, as where some flower lay withering on the ground. And then he flew as far as I could see, and then on tremulous wing came back to me. I thought of questions that have no reply, and would have turned to toss the grass to dry, but he turned first, and led my eye to look at a tall tuft of flowers beside a brook. A leaping tongue of bloom the scythe had spared, beside a reedy brook the scythe had bared. I left my place to know them by their name, finding them butterfly weed when I came. The mower in the dew had loved them thus, by leaving them to flourish, not for us, nor yet to draw one thought of ours to him, but from sheer morning gladness at the brim. The butterfly and I had lit upon, nevertheless, a message from the dawn that made me hear the wakening birds around and hear his long scythe whispering to the ground, and feel a spirit kindred to my own, so that henceforth I worked no more alone, but glad with him I worked as with his aid, and weary sought at noon with him the shade and dreaming, as it were, held brotherly speech with one whose thought I had not hoped to reach. Men work together, I told him from the heart, whether they work together or apart. The End Is it Skype or Scythe? The word Skype. A leaping tongue of bloom, the Scythe. Nope, see, I did it again. <laughs>